Film reviews and movie news with Stuart Pink and Mark Searby. Yes, it is. It's film reviews and movie news with me, Stuart Pink. And while the other kids were painting by numbers, he was carving pumpkins. It's Mark Searby. Hello. 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 Yes, I was. A bit dangerous. Carving pumpkins should not be done unless you're supervised by an adult. We know this because it's very we dangerous. Yes. Whose idea was that in the first place? Yeah, Let's give children a carving knife. Yes. Yeah. And and also, you know, pumpkins are quite tough as well. So you really do have to sort of force it in this st- oh, like a, a well, stabbing yeah. motion almost, don't you? Um, yeah. You know, I mean, we're saying this obviously because we're now in Halloween month. October. We have, we have arrived in your favourite month. We, absolutely, absolutely. Months. Yes, there are some people who uh, watch one hallo- uh, one horror movie a day throughout October, and I kind of thought I could possibly do that. And then I thought, no, it seems too much for me to be honest with too you. Too much for you? Oh, I thought you were doing that anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I just piled <laughs> them up at a weekend, so I'll do like four in a go or something. You know, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I did. Oh. But having said that, you know, we are in. Um, October for the scary movies, but the the horror offerings we have are not that horrible, are they? I mean, they're at my level this week. Yeah, uh, right. Okay, there we go. So regular <laughs> listeners will know that uh, Stuart is not um, that much into horror movies at all, <laughs> but these the are scale? at yeah. his level, um, which is great because they're for kids as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's fine. So we should start. Let's start with the Adams Family Two, which this time the Adams Family decide to take a road trip along the way. Wednesday, Adams begins uh, to come of age, and also discovers that she may not be an Adams after all. Oh no! Plot twist. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Exactly. I know. I know. Um, obviously, you'll remember we reviewed the first Adams animated film back in 2019 and i said to you i absolutely love this i think it's uh, yes. wonderful and it, it, it kind of just missed out on being one of my in my top 10 films of 2019 to be honest with you it was like 11 or 12 or something i'd love it i've seen it four times now i actually watched it before i watched adam's family too and i still laughed a lot at it i still think it's fantastic it's a lot of fun it is a lot of fun yeah it's great um I just thought it was perfectly pitched for all ages and the voice cast was superb as well. So, you know, when they announced the sequel, I was very excited. I was I'm super excited. I was like, yes, I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, th- so uh, hmm, the second one does not live up to the brilliance of the first film, unfortunately. Um, oh. Yeah. What's, what's the deal here? Well, part of the problem. So, so firstly, by taking the Adams on a road trip, it becomes needlessly messy and confusing as to why they should be doing this. And also, they visit some of the most odd, for them anyway, places. So, like, th- they mention, we're going to go to Death Valley and we're going to go uh, to here. And you go, well, that works out as to yeah. who the Adams family are. Then instead they go to Niagara Falls. Then they go to the beach. And then oh. they stop at the Alamo as well. You know, these are not really places that a ghoulish family would ever go to. So it seems weird in a bad way why the writers would do this, even if it is to push these characters out of their comfort zone. But I just don't think it works. It, to me, mm. it seemed like lazy writing. You know, it seemed like National Lampoon's uh, vacation. Let's go on a road trip. Or you know, it just yeah. 
it didn't they could work. Have I don't landed think. them somewhere by accident. Got on the yeah, exactly. You were kind of like, oh, why would they go? Why? Yeah. And then the the other problem is a second is this double storyline of Wednesday Adam struggling to figure out who she is. And then another bit about her possibly not being a real Adams, I thought was also needlessly messy as well. So the idea of Wednesday Adams coming of age, I always thought was kind of an interesting one. And it does happen uh, in the original series for anybody who's ever seen that. Uh, Some bits I thought hit the mark. For example, her wanting to be around like-minded kids of her own age and maybe try another things. You're kind of like, okay, that was, but that was in the first film. We saw that in the first movie where she had the little clip in her hair. Yeah, she was at school and she turned into, you know, a a pink mean girl, basically. So so this is just a retread, just with extra emphasis on her coming of age. Then you have this storyline of that she may have been switched at birth, which is one story too many. And I found it very insipid as well. Just it, it doesn't do anything of note. They've got these people who are on their trail who are trying to work out whether she's a real Adams or not and whatever else. It, did, it just felt like it was going around in circles. It was really disappointing on both of those levels, to be honest with you. Oh, um, I will say this, though. The animation is excellent. I mean, the you know, it was great in the first film. Let's be honest. Yeah. It, it was really good. Definitely. It was fun. It was sort of poppy, but also not. It wasn't over the top. They seem to have sharpened it up here a bit. And I think it looks fantastic. There are really, really sharp moments in this that I was like, that's good animation. That is, I like that. Also, I must say, as much as I'm down on this film, you know, it, it sounds like I'm down on this film. I did laugh a lot at the one liners. There's lots of jokes in here that I did laugh at. They didn't Good. fit in with the overall storyline, but there was lots of jokes. So, you know... That- well, the things about the last the last outing, everyone, there was plenty of good laugh out loud moments in it. Yes, and it all connected as well. Whereas this, the, the jokes that I laughed at here didn't really connect. I'll give you an example. Um, Thing uh, taking a shower under hand sanitizer. <laughs> see see that's exactly what i did as well yeah, i thought that's yeah, yeah. brilliant that is brilliant and yeah, all yeah. of the little jokes work really well i thought that as well and also once again i've got to mention this i still laugh at the fact that cousin it is played by snoop dog i think it's just genius it's, it? it's brilliant oh, it's absolutely casting. brilliant it really is <laughs> i still laugh at that so you know look there, there is fun moments in this movie. There are funny moments. It's just the main storylines are one too many. And I thought they were really messy as well. So I, I, I came away from this being quite disappointed, really. Yeah. And, and that oh. hurts because I love the first film. He loved it. I did. Yeah. It's a tough thing to take him out of the house, isn't it? Yeah. It is, yeah. I mean, in the first one, obviously, they, they get that house up on the hill, so they have moved. But putting them on a road trip, you know, it's it's lazy stuff. It is the stuff that many sequels do, and that's where they all fall apart. There are so many things they could have done with this, really. Um, you know, they could have had a storyline of uh, Morticia uh, falling out with Gomez and possibly having an affair or something, you know, something like that. Um yeah. But this this road trip just doesn't work. It doesn't really no, work. 
Have they, have they kind of left it open for a number three to save the, well, save the trilogy? Or I mean, this could be it, well, it, it just ends, you know, much like the first yeah. one. I don't, I don't think anybody was like, oh, okay, they've left that open. Yeah. I hope we get a third, and I hope it's better. I really do, because there is a whole franchise here for Adam's Family animated feature films based on the first one, based on the brilliant voice cast, you know, Oscar Isaac as... Um, Gomez, Charlize Theron as Morticia, Chloe Grace Moretz as Wednesday. You know, I think it's all a, a Snoop Dogg, obviously. There's yeah. this whole life to this franchise again. And yet it seems to, pardon the pun here, it seems to have died a death with this second film. So maybe we can <laughs> Frankenstein's monster it with number three. Let's hope for a resurrection. Uh, yes. And, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. So we've kicked off the Halloween films, though, officially with this. Yes. Yes, we have. Um, hope for just, a stronger. Just, yeah, let's hope we get stronger as the month goes on, to be <laughs> honest. Yeah. Uh, so this is in cinemas now? It's in cinemas only, yes. Oh, good old-fashioned cinemas only. And uh, what else have we got? So slightly different change of tone. Another film that's in cinemas is called My Little Sister. Uh, this is this was Sweden's uh, Sweden's Switzerland's official selection for the Foreign Language Academy Award this year. Ah, okay. Yes, yes, yes. It's all about um, Lisa, who was this successful playwright in Berlin, and her husband run an international school in Switzerland where they both now live. Uh, but they're struggling to come to terms with Lisa's brother's terminal illness, so much so that Lisa decides to move back to Berlin to care for her brother. Really. Um, yeah. This is, you know, it, it's heavy stuff. Let's be honest. Yeah. You know, it, it is heavy stuff, and it's the type of movie that seems to want to trap the viewer with all sorts of emotion. But I, I never really, it never really fully laid it on me. I've got to be honest. So hmm. I'm watching it, and I'm thinking this feels very much like a play rather than a film. It, it it's a small production. It's oh, okay. got very yeah. few locations. Lack of additional characters makes it feel almost like a chamber piece, really. Is that, that's interesting because that's sort of what they they do, isn't it? And the the characters are yes, putting on a play. Yes, that's the thing. They're, 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 it's kind of like that. It, you, you're kind of seeing art imitate life in this film in terms of the play as well. Um, so yeah. you're right there. I mean, the film does venture outside and into the cold climates of Berlin in the winter, but I don't think it helps because both Lisa and her brother, Sven, who's who's got terminal illness, I found to be very cold people. I found there was a distinct lack of warmth radiating from them. And it, oh, it, okay. it also doesn't help that Sven, while he's still trying to come to terms with his diagnosis, is still a rather repugnant character. You know, the sort of person you would avoid at nearly all costs. I, I mean, yeah. there, there may be something that says he is misunderstood or that you really have to get to know him first. But based on what comes across to the what came across to me when I'm watching the film, I have to say I wouldn't be going anywhere near him because he really annoyed me throughout this film. Oh, I was really please. annoyed with him. Um, I guess the point of the film is to show how family bond can't be broken no matter what is thrown at it. But it's all very stagey, you know, like a play. I, I didn't feel like there was any genuine heartfelt emotion either. It's all very closed off. It's 
it's a struggle to emphasize with Lisa as well, I thought. I mean, probably the yeah. one person I thought worked the best was her husband because of what he's trying to do in, in keeping the school running, but also trying to be there for his wife and his brother-in-law together and separately as well. But then again, he's not that nice of a character either <laughs> as well. <laughs> So all these emotions going on, you kind of need to relate to the people. I, I, I think that's the thing, and maybe yeah. it's just because I've not been put in that situation. Maybe people who have been put in this situation can relate to it better. But I have to say, I came away from this film feeling like there was a genuine lack of, of, of real human emotion. Yeah, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, it, it the trailer I was kind of confused by. I was like, I'm not sure what this is aiming for. And then I, I saw the film last week and I'm like, I'm still, now I'm even more confused as to what they were going for. But as I said, maybe it's because I've not been in the situation that they are in. So I'm not connecting properly. But, you know, you, you connect with a lot of people. We only reviewed Snoop, Supernova last week and, you know, I've not been in that situation yet. At the same time, I still connected with both of those characters because of how emotional they were. So I think to have a film do this and be so closed off, I just felt it wasn't finding where it was going at all. Yeah. Oh, shame. I I mean, I saw the trailer as well. Um, I was equally confused by the uh, frequency of the the, the big purple (laughs) clown wig. Yeah. (laughs) Seems a little Yeah. Yeah, I see the reference there. Yeah, well, they're they're doing a the play that they're doing is basically a very famous uh, piece of Shakespeare work, and obviously the wig comes into it. But then the wig keeps changing color as well. And I was kind of like, I don't don't what, know what the symbolance here is. Is it the changing of the moods or something? Are we going deeper? But it it, it never really worked for me. I've got to be honest. Yeah. Oh, so this is in cinemas as well. This like, is in cinemas as well. Yes. Yes. Uh, subtitled. Subtitled, yes. Get a book and a film at the same time. Indeed, indeed you do. Indeed. <laughs> also, so we've got two more films to do, DVDs, um, both slightly different, I would say, uh, but both involving animals. But Well, both involving a pig. <laughs> yes, in very different ways. In very different uh, ways. With Stuart Pink and Mark Searby. It's still film reviews and movie news. Mark Sibby's still with me. We've got the DVD player fired up. What are we going to stick in? Well, let's not start with the DVD player just yet. Let's just go to uh, Disney Plus first. because Okay, okay. Disney Plus? Disney Plus, great. On there, new Muppets Haunted Mansion. Uh, oh here we go here we go yeah so this is kind of halloween film (laughs) well it's all set on halloween night gonzo and pepe the king prawn are challenged to spend one night in the haunted mansion oh (laughs) oh no yeah yeah um i i will say just before we mentioned just before i talk about the film i will say this that you know since disney bought the muppets i don't think they've really had a clue what to do with them they can't it seems like they can't figure out what would be a good outlet for the jim henson creations you know they I think it was last year they had that so-so TV show that was on Disney+. Plus. Uh, there oh, yeah, was a really good film that starred Jason Segel and Amy Adams. I thought it was great. The sequel was really poor. Since then, 
they've sort of been locked away out of sight because Disney have gone, well, you, uh, Star Wars is making much more money for us. So uh, just stand at the back of the room, please. And uh, yeah. you know, we'll pick you. I am really pleased to say that Muppets Haunted Mansion is written by several people who worked on the Muppets with Jim Henson back in the day as well. Oh, good. So there is a sense that this is the real Muppet people knowing what to do with the Muppets again. And thankfully, 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 this is really entertaining and it's really fun as well. So it runs for just under an hour. For that, you get a story involving Gonzo and Pepe the the Prawn, my favourite Muppet character, (laughs) going to the Haunted Mansion at Disney Park and having to deal with all sorts of ghouls and ghosts. But... These are not your usual things that go bump in the night ghost. These are Muppet ghosts. So they're actually very funny ghosts. You know, oh, the, back and to the yeah, Christmas Carol kind of yes, ghostly yes, experiences. Yes, that's exactly what it's like, actually. Nice. You know, there are there are plenty of secondary Muppet characters in this, including Stadler and Waldorf, of course. Of course oh, yes. Of course. Um However, it is all about Gonzo and Pepe trying to make it through the night. So Gonzo is trying to be brave and face his fears. Herein lies the message of the film. Um, Uh Whereas Pepe thinks he's going to a party in a mansion with loads of famous people and he might be able to romance Beyonce. I mean, come on, come on. A prawn romancing Beyonce. I mean, already, <laughs> it's amazing. Honestly, I could watch yeah. Pepe all day. I, I just think he's such a brilliant character. I, think I really do. do. He's, I he's, think he's, he's got a chance. I, it's fantastic. He's, he's just such, yeah. he's so sarcastic as well. That's the thing. He's just such a great character. I do, I do really like it. Um, I will say this. There's, there's nothing outstanding in this film, yet there is a sense that this movie is returning to the origins of Muppets quite a bit. You know, it feels like those Muppets of uh, Muppet movies of yesteryear, like the original Muppets movie, um, which is great. You know, it's nice to see some care and attention paid to them. And as such, we get a film that is actually fun for the entire family, even though it's not about Kermit or Miss Piggy. Nice. I like this. We're embracing the other characters. Yeah, exactly. So we get Gonzo and we get Pepe, I think, who are still worthwhile main characters in this film. Um, Yes. Oh, oh, I've got to mention Will Arnett is in this um, as the ghost host. And he is given the best Vincent Price impression since Vincent Price. Oh, brilliant. Ah, it's fantastic. It really is. So if you were thinking... (laughs) This sounds like it's a film just for the kids. No, 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 it's not. There's loads of little adult in jokes that are referencing old Muppet movies or really old horror films as well. You know, it's it's across yeah. the board. That's the thing. It's it's Excellent. one of those entertaining Muppet movies that we have been lacking for many years. And I'm really pleased to see that it has come back to this and it is of this good a quality. Amazing. So where's this out? So it's now, it's, it's on Disney Plus, it's streaming, oh. so if you have Disney Plus, it's out there now. I'm going straight from here, straight home. You'll be that. fine, you will be fine with this one, I guarantee it. Well, mm, I'm just thinking there's a couple I mean, of scenes. Maybe the prawn chatting up Beyonce, but <laughs> stay with me. <laughs> I, I will say this as well, is keep an eye out, because there are so many cameos in this film. 
so oh, really? many cameos. Yeah, so oh, many cameos. Yeah. It's brilliant. But that's what the Muppets do best. They always throw yeah. somebody random in. You go, I'm sorry, was that? And they go, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to remember that for when I've finished and I'll look it all up. Loads of cameos. Fantastic. <laughs> the Muppets Hold to Dimension. Disney Plus or Disney Plus Plus? Uh, just Disney Plus. Yay. There yay. Go. Yay. <laughs> yay. <laughs> Kermit, yay thingy. Yeah, arms everywhere. Yeah, your arms it. flailing. Yes. So Miss Piggy is in this. Um, Miss Piggy, Piggy is slightly in Muppets uh, Haunted Mansion. And one she's of, also in the next. One of her film. relatives is in <laughs> okay. the film that we're now going to talk about. That's on DVD and Blu-ray. So this is uh, a film called Pig. It is about a truffle hunter who lives alone in the Oregonian wilderness. Uh, and he must return to his past in Portland, Oregon, in order to search for his beloved foraging pig after she is kidnapped. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Could say that like, taken for farmers. The, kind of. It's got Nicolas Cage in it. He's the truffle hunter. <laughs> okay. Of course he is. Of course he is. So yeah. I will say this: anybody who's turning up for this film and thinking we're going to get loads of rage cage action. You're going to be sorely disappointed because this is one of the most nuanced performances Nicolas Cage has given since leaving Las Vegas, basically, which obviously Oscar winning movie there. So here he plays a man who cares for one thing, his pig. That's it. That's it. I know that might sound boring, but this film is one of the most impressive displays of storytelling, direction and acting currently because it allows the story and the actors room to breathe. So, for example, there is a scene where Nicholas Cage's truffle hunter is just sat there on his porch feeding his pig. That's it. Nothing else. But the film, in, in doing that, the film allows you the time to get to know not just Nicholas Cage's character, but also the pig. So then you come to understand the relationship that he has with the pig and why he is so emotional when he discovers it has been kidnapped. Yeah. So it is a it is a different type of viewing experience. The film then becomes a quest, not an action movie, a quest to tracking down this mission pig. That's it. He doesn't want, you know, Nicolas Cage's truffle hunter doesn't want retribution on the kidnappers. So as I said, this is not a rage cage movie. This is a okay. movie about relationships. Now, so yes, out with guns and all sorts of things. I mean, there are, yeah, there's a couple of moments where somebody's got guns and you're like, no, this is not the film for guns at all. Um, yeah. But, the, you know, this is a movie about relationships. Yes, okay, one of them happens to be, to be between a pig and a man. Um, there's also a relationship between the truffle hunter and a man who comes to buy the truffles every week. So this is a guy who turns up once a week and purchases um, the truffles. This relationship suddenly develops into something more, and it, it kind of opens up both of those characters' worlds to something new, and it leads them down different paths than what they thought they were going to happen as well. So, you know, it's... It's the complexities of the relationships on display that I think make this film really thrilling to watch because they're so subtle and quite quiet as well. You know, it's a movie that enjoys the peace and Mm. quiet of its surroundings. So it's almost like it's a chill out movie. You know, you're stressed, you put that on. As I said, you know, it's, it's, it's not an action movie. It's, it is, it's something else. It's quite relaxed. Um, that is until it gets right towards the end where the search for the pig reaches its climax 
and then it becomes a really good adventure movie as well. Like it changes tracks and you're like, okay, I didn't see this coming, but it's working. So yeah, uh, look, me and you have reviewed a lot of Nicolas Cage films over the past couple of years. He's um, been busy. Yeah, yeah, there's been a lot. He, yeah. he likes to be busy. I think that's the best way of saying it. I did see an interview with him where he said, I need to be doing things, otherwise things happen, basically, I think is a nice yeah. way of putting it. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I like a Rage Cage movie as much as the next person, but Nicolas Cage in Pig, I think, gives us something we've not seen in many years, probably even a couple of decades, to be honest with you. He gives us a character that hides away. You know, he's very shy. Um, It's it's a character that has things happening below the surface that he's going to refuse to deal with due to the fear of what it would bring about as well. So brilliant performance by Nicolas Cage. Um, One that I think he deserves to be remembered for as well, considering his recent output, which has been, you know, good and bad. Um, I, I think this is top draw Nicolas Cage. Um, yeah, it's just, it really knocked my, off my feet as to how brilliant this film was. Really impressed with this. Really impressed it? with it. You know, as I said, and his pig. still life movie about a man and his pig. As, as you've surprised me here, this actually sounds very good. Uh, I, I will add it to the watch list. You see, for this a chill, is the thing. Chill out option. You see, this is the thing. You're saying uh, I, I've surprised you, and I think this film has surprised a lot of people. As yeah. to would how would it put people off? Do you think? Because I would expect to see him go in Rage Cage. Um, I think people. On... Well, well, this is why I said it's not a Rage Cage movie. But yeah. I think people who go into it expecting that are going to see something different, and I think you're going to be pleased you saw it because, yeah. as I said, I haven't seen him be this subtle and nuanced for a long long time and it shows that when he does do it he does it very very well very well nice the atmosphere in there was crackling was it oh no (laughs) (laughs) oh dear we've got one more film to do what we've got mark we've got to talk about this on dvd and blu-ray we really have um we've got to talk about deer skin um it's this. Oh yes, this is the <laughs> this is that coat you got on, isn't it? So the, yeah, this is the thing. So this is a film about a a jacket, a designer deerskin jacket that causes a man to blow his life savings and turn to crime. Okay, it's all about the jacket. It really is. Um, you know, so Georges, who's played by Jean Dujardin, who most might know from. The artist, the the silent movie from several years ago that won the Academy Award, um, he played Georges. It, you know, this is a movie that's as bonkers as it sounds, and I love it for being <laughs> that because the the jacket it's a it's a designer j- deerskin jacket. It's rather disgusting. I've got to be honest. Oh, I kind of like it. Do you? Okay, right. Yeah. I think that says something about you. Um, <laughs> um, but it almost becomes like an imaginary friend to Georgette's. Uh, it, you know, it's granted it, it's a it's an imaginary friend that makes him lose his mind and start to kill people over yeah. other jackets. Um, <laughs> so drop dead Fred. It, it kind of is a drop dead Fred. Yes, you're right. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, um, because the jacket instructs him to kill people because the jacket is jealous of other jackets. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. I mean, yes. But Hates then, denim. 
doesn't that lever? Uh... It, it, th- this is the thing. <laughs> it looks at Denon and it goes, sorry, you're out of date. You're going to have to die. D- look, let's be honest. This film is by Quentin Duplex, who, Duplex, Duplo. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, this is the man who gave the world flat Eric. You remember the dance tune from the 90s where it was the puppet in the car and it went whoop, 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 whoop. So this is the guy. And he also did a film um, called Rubber, which was about a killer car tire. Oh, I, ki- yes. I kid I you not. Be about this. Good God. So okay. this film was never going previous. to be straightforward, was it? Let's be <laughs> honest, you know. Um, but this is, this is, it's just bonkers. It really is. The jacket is one size too small for George Ed's as well. So his belly sort of sticks out underneath it as well. <laughs> um, then it comes to the fact that he buys a deerskin hat to go with the coat. And I kind of thought he looks like Eric Cantona. It's just bizarre. Oh my God, he does as well. He does, doesn't he? And I think the fact (laughs) that Jean Dujardin is having such a good time in the role really helps this movie because you're thinking, this is just bonkers. He must have read that script and thought, I don't know what this is, but I'm totally in, like most of us would have been, to be honest. It's, (laughs) It's only 77 minutes long and it has more originality in those 77 minutes than the whole of the Marvel Cinematic Universe really um you know it the the director is a wholly original voice in cinema i like the fact that he's still making films um like this that are completely out there completely strange completely bonkers and yet it's still finding an audience that's the great thing about it look let me be honest here this film is not going to be for everybody it's really not (laughs) like the jacket itself like the jacket itself yes exactly however (laughs) If you're thinking, I wouldn't mind seeing that film, that sounds bizarre and bonkers. Let me tell you this. It's the film for you. It will be, <laughs> it will be the perfect fit for you. If you're curious about this film, then trust me, I think you're going to like it. Excellent. It is on the watch list and um, <laughs> hopefully one day in the wardrobe. <laughs> I, 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 genuinely, you will not forget this film and... <laughs> You just won't. I, I'm, do you know, I'm worried about the next time, like when the winter comes and I see you at some point, Stuart, and you have <laughs> a designer deerskin jacket. I, I'm genuinely worried. I really am now. It's it, it got me on edge. <laughs> Amazing. So uh, what have we got to talk about next week, Mark? What's so next week, we're going to be talking about Venom, Let There Be Carnage. <laughs> Oh. Um, which obviously the sequel to Venom, which came out a few years ago and uh, got uh, they got a lot of love, to be honest. Uh, yeah, Tom Hardy well. is in there as well. So so there's now a sequel. So we're going to be talking about that. Uh, nice. On digital download, we're going to be talking about Malignant from director James Wan. He's the guy who gave us Aquaman. Uh, he's made a horror film. So we're going to be talking uh, okay. about that. Uh, and then start your engines. Fast and Furious 9 is on DVD and Blu-ray. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So if you missed it in the cinema, it is on DVD and Blu-ray. We're going to go back. We're going to experience Cars in Space again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, leave all um, sense and sensibility and science at the door. Put your brain in neutral. (laughs) Not in drive. Not in drive. (laughs) Amazing. I look forward to it, sir. Um, 
What we got to uh, watch on the telly box this weekend? So, uh, do you know what? I picked out a film that really didn't do that well in cinemas. Um, it did pretty well at DVD, uh, and I really like this. So, Sunday night, eight PM on ITV Two is Ocean's Eight. So, Ocean's Eight. Oh yes, the the female Ocean's film. Yeah, there's uh, no Brad Pitt or George no Brad Pitt. No, no, no. Instead, we have a cast of. Uh, Kate Blanchett, Sandra Bullock, Mindy Kalin, Aquafina, Helen Bonham Carter, Rihanna and Hathaway as well. I think this is a great heist movie. I think it is better than Ocean's 12. I think it's probably as good as Ocean's 13. I love the fact that there's great chemistry between the entire cast. The heist, which takes place at the Met Gala, where they've got to steal a necklace worth hundreds of millions of dollars, is really good. It is classic Ocean's heist movie storyline. I'm not going to spoil the twists and turns because it's really good. But um, I just think this is a really good film that never really found its audience, and it's a real shame. It's it's so entertaining. There's loads of jokes in this as well. I mean, it's really funny. Um, The interaction between Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett is great. They've got such good chemistry and banter on this one. So I really like this. I really like this, and it's such a shame that we're not getting any more films um, this is a really good film. I really like Oh, is this the only one? Well, unfortunately, it didn't do cost. too well. So I think they basically said, no, we're not doing any more, which is a shame because we could, we, we really should have had Oceans 9 and Oceans 10 to link up with 11, 12, 13. Oh, my God. Yeah, they could. Yeah. Like number 10, they could have had. Yeah. George so Clooney turns up and then. See, that it's. Passed. Well, yeah, well you, you've got to watch Oceans 8 to see what happens because it's set between certain Oceans films. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I no spoilers. Where, when? Where? When? So, How? Sunday night, 8pm, ITV2. Ocean's 8 at 8. They Ocean's 8 at 8? I didn't even notice. See, this is, oh. why you're the, this is why you're the talent on this show. <laughs> talent, you could call it that. Some people call it <laughs> Well, yeah, well, designer talent, especially with that jacket. Yeah, oh, well, exactly, mate, exactly. Killer, killer style. <laughs> I shall see you next week. Um, engines ready to rev. Um, hopefully, we won't get caught at Wilson's Corner during the <laughs> process. It's going to be an interesting week. Film reviews and movie news with Stuart Pink and Mark Sears. Thanks for listening to Film Reviews and Movie News. We've been doing this podcast for years now. We've watched hundreds of films, and some of them were actually quite good. For even more reviews, or to get next week's film reviews and movie news delivered directly to your device, pop along to stuartpink.com forward slash reviews. With Stuart Pink and Mark Searby. Film reviews and movie news. I have to say, in this trailer, I'm fairly sure I have got that shirt that um, Gonzo's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Great, love it, love it.